The sports gambling podcast is presented by mybookie.ag. Mybookie.ag is the official online sportsbook of the sports gambling podcast. Use the promo code SGP50 to receive a 50% deposit bonus today. We're also brought to you by Odds Shark. They have the latest betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else, plus free picks from their supercomputer and expert writing staff. Follow them on Twitter at Odds Shark and www.oddsshark.com. Welcome to the EPL show here on the Dirty Sheets feed and the Sports Gambling podcast. I apologise for two things. First and foremost, um, the show being late. It's obviously only giving you guys one day to to bet these games because the Premier League is obviously tomorrow. I apologise for that um, because me and James just couldn't get our stuff together. It's been a difficult week for me. I had some like personal issues for those guys that um, listen to wrestling therapy um you, you, you probably heard about it at the start of the show um wrestling therapy for the guys on the sports gambling podcast is a show that's completely not about wrestling it's a show that basically is on a wrestling network but doesn't talk about wrestling at all because wrestling is so bad at the moment and gives people a break from listening about wrestling and we talk about all other things it's basically a really good show for men um Maybe if you guys want to check it out over on the data sheets, or I can maybe talk Sean and Ryan on on into having it on this feed, maybe for you know four to six weeks to see if you guys like it. I'll um, I'll have that conversation in in due course to see if it's a good fit here for the sports gambling podcast. But yeah, I discussed everything that's going on with me at the moment over on um, over on wrestling therapy. And the second thing, obviously, to apologise for is the absence of James George. James George is snowed under. Uh, he's taking on a job as a realtor at the moment in Carlsberg, California, and actually cannot find any time. He's completely snowed under with his training. And um, I kind of knew uh, he wouldn't be available temporarily whilst all this was going on. So this is the week. And hopefully it doesn't bleed over till next week, because if it does, I'll have to find somebody else to fill in for James. And I know James is popular with some of you guys, but yeah, temporarily uh, James is unavailable. So two things again, apologize for the lateness, uh, apologize for my own issues that contributed towards that and apologize for uh, James not being able to go on to be on the show. But uh, i tell you what isn't an issue at all, and that's where you should be placing your bets. You should be heading over to mybookie.ag. If you join now, mybookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus. Use the promo code SGP when making your account. Visit mybookie.ag today and bet on the internet's favorite sports book where you play, you win and you get paid. All right. And obviously, if you are going over there, just fade the Cleveland, the Cleveland Cavaliers. That that would be the thing to do right now, right? Just just go over there and just continuously 
bet against Cleveland. That's what you would think. I actually have a contrarian view to that. I know this is a, a, an EPL show, but that trend and uh, that statistic, that ATS statistic, that has to come back round. There, there is no way that there's going to be a 17 a 17 game gap uh, on their ATS record. Yeah, I mean, could be wrong. I mean, everything's possible. It could end up being, they could be 50, they could be 50 games better off um, if betting against them ATS. But I feel that that is going to reduce at this point, especially coming off that win against the Timberwolves. I, I rode the trend and took the, took the Timberwolves uh, uh, yesterday. And, um, and obviously we all saw that that last second shot in overtime by LeBron. It's that kind of shit that turns things around. Sometimes you need to look beyond statistics and things, and you have to kind of look at what's written in the stars or a change of luck or, or just that kind of shit notoriously changes seasons in sport. So that basket from LeBron, I would think would be an indicator that that ATS trend is going to flip round the other way. Yeah, I don't think they're by any means going to end up with a winning record, but there's a 17-game differential at the moment in favour of betting against them. That will close. I don't think you should actually continue to just bet against the Cavs ATS throughout the season. Also, there's probably over-adjusted lines at the moment where where Cavs would normally be 11-point favourite or something. You might be getting them at a four or five-point handicap instead I'm not Mr. Basketball by any means like I'm not some basketball expert there's probably people we can bring on the show that can do a much better job of that I just know sports and I just know that the team like the Cavaliers were not going to end up with a uh, ATS record which which is a 17 game gap in favour of them losing against the spread that's that's just common sense to me that that's going to come back round it could be completely wrong like like I said no way shape or form a basketball expert I'm just looking at at sports in general could be a good time to um, go the other way but let's move on let's move on to to, to football Uh, let's move on to this week's EPL Uh, try and give out as much uh, fantasy as I can because we are getting towards the end of the season with that now and um, some people might be completely done with it in terms of like completely checked out uh, miles behind in their mini leagues and and done and dusted but some people might need to make essential tactical changes to make a a top four for example where our our own personal league is paying out up until the top four and um, there's a real good race for that and there's a real good race for the winners as well but it is really looking like there's only two or three people that can win it but there are a few people that can get into into the top four and it's probably like that for a lot of people if we we start with the first game is actually immediately the main game of the week and that's the the north london derby massive game uh tottenham hosting arsenal uh, i don't know if the american fans are, are aware of that how big a game that is it's the, it's the North London derby Arsenal and Tottenham hate each other um, it's actually often seen as, a, as an achievement just to finish above the other uh, even though obviously obviously there's no trophy for that but the way that Tottenham fans act when they do finish above Arsenal it's almost as good as winning something for them which is, which is crazy because Tottenham at the moment are a good enough side to actually win something I don't see them actually winning anything this season but they're talked about very, very favourably in the media, like there's some kind of um, revolutionary team and an amazing team with amazing players that you need to pick for for fantasy, etc. However, they've not won anything. They've not won anything for a long time. So um, they really do need to win something this season. Arsenal do win things. They win, they win cups. They win the FA Cup. They haven't won the league 
for over a decade, but they do win more trophies than Tottenham do. Um, going into this game, Tottenham are eleven to sorry. Tottenham are now nineteen to twenty favourites. Arsenal are twelve to five. The draw is fourteen to five. Arsenal will be playing their new stars, Mikatarian and Abamyang, who looks really, really good last week when they destroyed Everton. Uh, as for Tottenham, they seem to have everybody back now. Um, Al the Wilder was a key person that was missing from their defence, and I think more so than the Wembley element because I feel that Tottenham have overcome playing at Wembley that was always bound to happen halfway through the season uh, Tottenham have certainly overcome playing at Wembley Alder Wilder was the missing link not too convinced about Sanchez in defence um, don't know whether he'll stay in the team here or whether Tottenham will keep him in in a back three or whether they'll go to at the back and, and Sanchez will depart and we'll get the partnership of Vertonghen and Alder Wilder uh, the Bel- that's actually the Belgium centre back pairing as well it's real strong um, for me Arsenal have got terrible terrible away record however Arsenal are really good at Wembley I don't think that they'll necessarily see this as an away game it's very different to going down and getting beaten at Bournemouth plus it's the London derby plus I almost feel like it was a new era for Arsenal the other day. It was sort of, it was touted as that certainly, and the performance sort of indicated that there might be some some sort of change of fortunes. I'm very hesitant to bet to back against Arsenal, although I'm very hesitant also to take them. Um, if you want something bigger, I would go for the draw, but for a tip in order to add to my um, very good tipping record, I'm going to take Arsenal plus one in this game. Next up, you've got Everton versus Palace. Everton are 23 to 20, Palace are 5 to 2. The 11 to 5, the draw. Allardyce has come back under fire now. He was um, heavily criticised for the defeat at Arsenal. And on top of that, he made some stupid comments about how he tried to follow the game plan of Swansea, who beat Arsenal before. Listen, Everton don't follow the game plan of Swansea. And even if they do, you don't publicly come out and say it. You're supposed to be a, a top eight team who were being touted as potential Champions League challengers if they could get the right signings. They're now being managed by Sam Allardyce, trying to stay in the league and talking about following a template set by Swansea. Allardyce needs to win this game. And one thing that's going in his favour is that Wilfred Zaha is out of the Crystal Palace team. And Crystal Palace haven't got a single point this season without Zaha in the team. So I'm going to be going for Everton here in that game. Moving on to Stoke versus Brighton. Stoke are 11 to 10. Brighton are 14 to 5. It's 21 to 10 the draw. Stoke seems to have turned a corner, definitely defensively. Uh, I'm not sure about anywhere else. They did manage to to start with a win under Paul Lambert. Um, Brighton look like, when, when they look like they're down, they managed to pull out a win like they did last week against West Ham, which was a big surprising result. Although West Ham are missing a lot of key players and it will be interesting to see what West Ham do without them and, and when West Ham get back on track without Lanzini and um, and uh, Anatovic. Um, in this game, I'm going to go for Stoke. I just feel that um, Brighton are very up and down, win one, lose one, and uh, Stoke ain't going to go down. I, I think Stoke need this win here to, to kind of push away from this relegation zone. Swansea versus Burnley's next. Swansea are in really good form. Uh, they drew at Leicester. Uh, then before that, they had wins at home to Arsenal Liverpool. They won 8-1 in the week with their, a lot of their reserves in the cup against Notts County. That's a team that's in form. And that's a team that I don't really want to bet against. Burnley 
I think this season's done. I think they had a really good start where they were hovering around the top six, secured safety, which was the goal. And I think that would be it for them. I don't think, I don't see why, um, what more they have to play for. I'm not sure entirely if Swansea are going to win this game, but I will take Swansea on the draw, no bet, which means that uh, if it does end up being a draw, then this is voided. And that's a really good price at four to six, because I just don't think Swansea will get beat in this game, but taking them Swansea plus one will be too short because they are the favourites in this game. Um, West Ham versus Watford. Watford destroyed Chelsea on Monday, which was impressive. Uh, they're 19 to 10 to win this game and West Ham is 7 to 5. I'm going to take Watford plus one. West Ham are missing loads of players. They're terrible at home and Watford are, 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 are in form. Almost even to the point where their best player gets bought off and he was seen crying Richarlison was seen crying because he wasn't happy with how he played uh, the manager said that he only took him off because he had a book and he was trying so hard that he was worried that he was going to get another booking and uh, Chelsea were already down to 10 men so Watford didn't want to lose that advantage they ended up winning the game 4-1 and Richarlison was withdrawn when it was 1-0 so it turned out to be a good decision but obviously that shows to me that the manager has managed to get people behind them they are actually now playing for him whereas when Marco Silva left the same players that were playing really well at the start of the season all of a sudden decided that they didn't want to bother because the manager wasn't bothered because the manager was more interested in going to Everton and he tried his very best to negotiate a deal out of the club and then he got stuck there and it was always going to be a recipe for failure because after that all the players knew that the manager didn't want to manage them and they and they stopped playing for him now I think these players are back to what they were this is a class squad and it's way too good to be in the bottom half so I'm going to take Watford plus one here at West Ham Man City versus Leicester God, it's the, the regular easy Man City game every week. Um, Man City are two to nine, Leicester eleven to one. I'm uh, I'm not too sure how to bet this because City win this game. Um, I would think that with Jamie Vardy and, and people like that in the team, that Leicester are capable of scoring a goal. However, they have the whole situation that's dragging along with Riyad Mahrez refusing to play. Leicester are another one. Like, I'm not sure why they would bother. I honestly think that they should go for the FA Cup. I, I would I would start putting full teams out for that. You can't go down and you can't really do anything in the league. What's the point of finishing eighth or ninth? Obviously, every position is better than the other. It pays out slightly different, but I don't think it should be in any way a priority over, over chasing the FA Cup. So I'm going to go for Manchester City minus one in this one. And uh, for your fantasy picks... Just keep going for, um, just keep Aguero in your team because Man City's squad is very overrated. It doesn't really have a lot of depth. And now you're seeing that um, Gabriel Jesus is out. Sergio Aguero is playing every single game. They don't have any other striker that they trust to play there. So Sergio Aguero is absolutely key to your fantasies this week and um, a, definite, a definite choice as, as captain as far as I'm concerned. Moving on to Sunday, Huddersfield versus Bournemouth. Huddersfield are 21 to 10. The draw is 21 to 10 and Bournemouth for 7 to 5. Guys, don't forget that when Huddersfield were flying high and looking like they'd completely adjusted into the Premiership, I was tipping them to go down throughout. I just said, no matter what happens, this is going to even out. Huddersfield are not good enough to be in the Premier League and eventually they'll get found out. Well, now they're the favourites to go down. They're down in 19th place. They're four to six favourites. I would still bet that. Still put it into your uh, parlays or your, your anti-post parlays or whatever. Like put it in to your long-term bets. This team are going down. 
there's, there's no way they don't go down. Uh, even to the extent that Bournemouth are away favourites here at seven to five. So that makes this really hard to bet because you don't just want to bet Bournemouth blindly. Um, you don't just want to start betting against Huddersfield every single week. Um, I would think this is going to be a game where we don't see many goals. Uh, so I haven't given one out so far, but I'm going to go for the under two and a half goals in this one. I would think Huddersfield's best chance of winning is to try and nick this game 1-0. They might succeed in that, which will be good because I then if Huddersfield do get a win, I would quite like to bet on them again. I already got them at 3-1, uh, to one, which is plus 300. And um, I would like some action, maybe at evens, plus 100, something like that. And there will be an overreaction if they win this game. So hopefully they do do that. But um, I have a feeling they're in free-for-all and Bournemouth might just go and take them apart um, Newcastle versus Manchester United. Newcastle are nine to two. The draw is eleven to four. Manchester United are eight to thirteen. United regularly win this game at Newcastle. Um, all all the top sides have gone and won at Newcastle. Newcastle kind of play them close for a while. Kind of try to play out for a for a draw or keep the game tight, which they probably will do. Um, I think this has got under two and a half goals written all over it, but it also has a United win written all over it. I would almost be willing to risk both things put together. You can get that at, um, how big is the price here? Wow, three to one for Manchester United to win and under two and a half goals. Don't really usually give anything out as big as that, but I feel that's the way that this could go. I'm going to actually, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to give out, I'm just going to give out Man United to win. Um, just another thing to touch on as well. That trend that I gave you guys at the start of the season, Manchester United to be nil-nil at half-time. You, if you were betting that at £50 stakes, so if your one unit, for example, for you was £50 like it is for me, you'd be over £600 up taking that. Man United just don't score in the first half and, and they don't concede either. Nil-nil at half-time, bet it blindly. Doesn't matter whether it's Man United against Huddersfield which is, a, which is a game that United are expected to win easily, or Man United playing away to Man City. I'm not saying it will 100% win, but it's all about playing it every single time, whether it be a game where it looks likely to come in or whether it looks impossible to come in, um, because it comes in. It's over £600 up. Man United just, just don't break through in the first half. It's it's nil nil in at half time in the Man United games. You can bet it a different way as well. You can look for under under zero point five goals in the first half. Um, seems to come in all the time. If it's, it's, there's no bad time to start this, like like I said, this isn't the Cleveland Cavaliers in terms of like where you're thinking. Okay, so this trend has to change at some point. Why would this change? Manchester United teams sit back against United and defend throughout the entire first half. If United are playing a team that are as good as are as good as them, they'll sit back and defend. It, it counteracts both ways. Either United are going to come in with a defensive approach or the opposition are going to come in with a defensive approach. Because United are such a Jekyll and Hyde team in terms of um in terms of um the way that they go for it against the big clubs but against the sorry they, they don't go for it against the big clubs and sit back and whereas smaller clubs always sit back against United and do what United do against the bigger clubs the trend will always work there's always a possibility of a nil-nil all right um Southampton versus Liverpool this is always funny to me because this is Liverpool playing against their academy almost because they buy so many players from Southampton uh Southampton are 10 to 3 
The draw is 29 to 10 and Liverpool are 3 to 4. You have to take Liverpool. I'll tell you why. If you if you take if you have a team that are known for buying the best players from the other team and what's left at the other team beats the team that that buys all your best players, that is a humiliating defeat. So I don't see Liverpool suffering the humiliation of losing to a team where they have taken all their best players for years. That would be embarrassing. And I'm willing to bet against the team getting embarrassed. If you bet on if you bet on Liverpool knowing that they have bought all of Southampton's best players and Southampton do go on and win this game, then you can be quite content that you lost your money. You can you can sit there and go, you didn't do anything wrong. It's like the people that lost money on the Super Bowl. But you bet on Tom Brady. You can't feel bad about it. You can't feel shitty that you you decided to back Brady and Belichick. Why wouldn't you? It's like that. It's like there's one of those bets this weekend where you you have to blindly bet Liverpool against Southampton. The last game happens on Monday, eight o'clock kickoff. Oh, by the way, uh, going back to fantasy on that, don't take Mo Salah out your team. Mo Salah is completely established, uh, and don't put Virgil Van Dijk in your team. They've conceded nine goals in five games since he's been there. It looks like a really bad signing, to be honest. It looks like maybe he's not a bad player, but it just doesn't look like Jurgen Klopp can organise a defence. So uh, Liverpool are going to concede goals regardless. So I wouldn't go for any defensive options at Liverpool, but um, Mo Salah is definitely your guy still. And um, maybe Roberto Firmino as well, who um, is a cheap alternative striking option. Although he doesn't score as many as the Harry Canes and the Agueros, he is a nice option for nine mil. Chelsea, Chelsea versus West Brom on Monday, eight o'clock. Chelsea are four to eleven. West Brom are fifteen to two. They're in really good form at the moment. West Brom and Chelsea are certainly not. Massive, massive pressure on Antonio Conte. This has almost become a must-win game at this point of the season. Even though Chelsea are sitting in the Champions League places, they won't be for long if they don't pick up wins like this. They've conceded seven goals in their last two games. They've lost two games that they were massively expected to win. Three, three nil at home to Bournemouth, four one at Watford um, I, I really can't see how they suffer another defeat here West Brom did manage to get their stuff together however last weekend they ended up losing in a game that had five goals don't understand how um, how the West Brom game produced five goals last week but yeah West Brom lost 3-2 so that kind of leads me to the fact leads me to Chelsea West Brom normally don't manage to score goals and you would think that Chelsea managed to get their, get their shit together here without looking too convincing which is why I'm hesitant to bet that back the handicap and I'm going to take Chelsea to nil instead um, because I just feel that um, they're, they're, they have to get this together I, I just I can't see why or how this team have managed to degenerate into the, into the current position that they're in so uh, I'm, go- I'm going to take Chelsea as well and I'll probably take that in my um in my parlays as well this week. Um, let's move on to, to lock dog parlay. Um, I'm actually just about to remove Manchester United from my parlay because I'm going to take Manchester United as my lock. United always win. They always win at, uh, at Newcastle in the, in the modern era. Yeah. They, they, they have had heavy defeats there like 20 years ago where they lost five nil to Newcastle when the likes of Alan Shearer and whatnot were there. But, it would be very concerned if Man United can't go down to Newcastle and win that game. Um, as for my dog, this is a difficult one this week, but I'm going to take Watford uh, for all the reasons that I reiterated earlier. 
um, just simply because they are looking like a much better side than West Ham at the moment. West Ham have got players out and they're not very good at home. Uh, the, the accumulator or the parlays, the Americans call it, uh, real simple. Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool. Liverpool thrown in there instead of Man United, as because I said, uh, should win against the team that they buy all the best players from. Uh, that pays out just over evens. So if you do have £50 on that, it will return you 160 all right guys thanks for that thanks for listening uh you can follow us over at epl show my twitter is at billy betting that's b-i-l-l-i-b-e-t-t-i-n-g check us out over at lockbetting.com there are free tips up there every week but if you want to buy a betting package you will make a profit we did suffer some damage from the super bowl but we're still um not too bothered because we're still celebrating from our from our wins at the WWE Royal Rumble and the successful run that we've had in the Premier League. And also, although we did lose on the actual Super Bowl, we did win on the national anthem. We had some inside information that Pink was going to finish in 113 seconds and she finished in 114 seconds. So that was that was really good for our members because we didn't lose too much backing the Patriots. We do stand at £9,320 profit for the entire for the entire year and the year only started in August so from August 2017 up till now if you bet 50 pound unit 50 pound per unit you would be 9320 pound up with lockbetting.com so make sure you check that out check out our twitter account follow the sports gambling podcast at gambling podcast the dirty sheet twitter account has changed it is at Wrestling Trues. True stands for True News. T-R-E-W-S. And I'll let you know next week if Ryan and Sean have agreed to allow a couple of episodes of Wrestling Therapy to come on onto the Sports Gambling Podcast. It's a really good show. Absolutely nothing to do about wrestling. Like I said, it's the opposite. It's the therapy that we offer wrestling fans because wrestling is currently so bad. And it's a show simply orientated and geared towards men we talk a bit of sports we talk a bit of wrestling we talk a bit of gambling we talk about women we talk about Pornhub it's it's a show for guys so make sure you check that out thanks again guys and I'll be back next week spring and i'm saying goodbye snow hello adventure and during the honda dream garage spring event you can get epic deals on your favorite honda model ready to get rugged then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive honda suv like the crv hrv pilot passport or redesigned ridgeline want to take a spring road trip then check out a fuel efficient turbocharged civic or accord say goodbye to winter and hello to a new honda don't miss huge savings during the honda dream garage spring event now at your local honda dealer